Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new edition of the Heavy Debriefings Podcast. This is Josh Runquist here after a couple weeks off that I did not plan to happen, but sadly one interview did happen, but my computer messed it up. So that interview is now completely lost to the ether. But I do have a brand new interview that did happen in the past week that I can show off. And it's with the band Steak Sauce Mustache. Along with that, I got a couple other things I do want to talk about. And of course, we'll get to the soundtrack for the week. But first up, the reason why you're here, my interviews. And this week, it's my 820th interview. At least for ones that I count. I'd probably be at 850 or so right now if I counted the ones that either failed or ones that I just do not want to include. But we're going with A20 here. And it's with the band Steak Sauce Mustache to talk about their brand new album, All Juice, No Noise, which is available now on Silent Pendulum Records. In this interview, I talked to Eric of Steak Sauce... (laughs) Their name's a little hard to say. Steak Sauce Mustache. To be able to tell you everything you need to know about this band, how they got started why they love the party, the trials and tribulations of being in a band, seeing the success of the band finally rising to where it should be, and the sky's the limit for this band. And of course, we got done talking about their recent tour with the band Oakley Doakley, and what else will be coming up with the band. So here you go, my interview with Eric of Stick Sauce Mustache. Hello? Test, test, test. Can you hear me? Yes, again. Can you hear me? I think so. Well, awesome. Uh, thank you very much for taking time to this interview. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, it's uh, great to be able to talk to you, and uh, it's it's uh, great to see all the great things that are happening right now with Stick Sauce Mustache and just like all the, the cool things that have been happening this year. I mean, you got a new album. You were able to do a, a, a great American tour. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff that's been going on this year. It has been pretty wild. Um, the thing I always say is uh, Brett, our guitarist, him and I started this band. We just met on Craigslist and I fully expected us to maybe do like a couple of local shows, maybe a show like a couple hours away and then, you know, not really do anything beyond that. But the, the amount of opportunities that we've gotten in the past couple of years have been insane. So we're very very grateful. Oh, it's so great to hear that. And, you know, and thinking of that as well, too, I mean, obviously a, a couple weeks off from the tour. I mean, what was it like to be able to go on a tour like that this time around? It was unexpected. Um, we knew that Oakley Doakley were pretty awesome, but we had no idea that, you know, over half the shows would be sold out. Um, most of the tours that we've ever done have been with friends of ours, like people that we played single shows with. And we were just like, oh, you guys are cool. Let's do a tour together. Um, so the first time we ever met Oakley Doakley was on the first day of the tour and we were like are these gonna are these guys gonna like us are they gonna hate our music are they gonna hate us as people like we were going into it not knowing what was gonna happen but it worked out they're super cool dudes and the shows were absolutely bonkers yeah i remember seeing some uh, videos on social media of you guys being on stage and it just looked like like crowd absolutely loved you guys that's what i got from it hopefully that's true (laughs) it's kind of hard being behind the drum set the whole time you know there's a lot of stuff that uh brett or joey will talk about that i completely missed because I'm just in the zone back there. But I mean, it seems like we were pretty well received. So that's all we're trying to do is give people a good time. And, you know, it's it's awesome to see that as well, too. I mean, obviously, you know, like whether you're doing local shows, whether you're able to tour America, you know, the different size venues and stages and everything like that. It's great to see that you guys are able to adapt to those situations. I mean, obviously, being behind the kits, you know, there's you, you got to be able to focus on the drums. You got to make sure that the, the music is going to be staying on tempo, all of all of that good stuff. 
but you know the fact that you know you can see like an endless crowd of people in front of you like at a Oakley Oakley show or when you're doing a local show and you can just see the the back of the venue and just like everyone just raging I mean all those experiences while different they can be so much fun oh yeah it was an absolute blast that's a like we did about a little over three weeks and the size discrepancies in the venues was absolutely crazy like we played a show in I think it was Fort Wayne um and it maybe held packed a hundred people and then we would go to St. Louis and that was like a I don't know 1500 person venue or whatever um it's just every day we went into it not having any idea what we were going to get but it made it fun it made it interesting definitely every day were you able to get decent sound checks when you're in those kinds of situations for the most part there were a couple of shows where it was just whatever happened somebody was running late or whatever and there was an opener and we didn't get to do a sound check but for the most part we got a pretty solid sound check in every night oh cool that that's great to hear and yeah again you know it's just like with the style of music that you guys do and how much fun it really is i mean having you guys open for a band like oakley doakley it just feels like a perfect match like you wouldn't necessarily think of it but once it comes together and this actually came together it just makes total perfect sense yeah i mean back in the day everybody would send us oakley doakley videos and they would be like you guys have to play with this band and we were like i don't know we're definitely like not a simpsons band so i don't know if that would really work but um yeah just everybody that goes to an oakley doakley show is there to have a good time and that's what our band is all about is just having a good time so it definitely did work out better than we anticipated oh for sure and you know uh, along with that as well uh, about having a great time i mean it's great to see uh, the, the great time that I had and so many people have checking out the new album all juice no noise uh, coming back out on on the 13th I mean I've gotten the chance to be able to check this out for quite a while and it just it, it really feels like you guys just continuously grow and it feels like this is your guys's best work today it's in one an album to be able to go out on tour and promote yeah um, it's been a long process there were a lot of very frustrating days attempting to write new songs um, just me and Brett getting real angry at each other and frustrated and being like we're done writing and then you know over, over the course of i don't know a year and a half of that happening we finally just made an album <laughs> i don't know yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing how that can happen i mean there's so many trials and tribulations being in a band but i'm glad that you guys were able to get like th- through those hard times and be able to come up with such a great album like this it just seems like a blur like when i look back on the writing process i remember brett showing me like random riffs here and there and i would like play some drums to it but when we would try to think about like how did we actually write this song it just feels like a blur to me like it just kind of happened organically over the course of you know several months but yeah i'm super happy with it i think it's our best album hopefully other people think that also um i don't know well i've been seeing a lot of great reception for the album i mean with the the singles you guys released when the full album came out i mean i've been seeing so many great positive things about this and i'm just happy to see that yeah we uh kind of i don't know it was was a difficult decision to make for us but we decided to do like our most rocking song we're known as a you know kind of chaotic math core band but we were like dude let's just come out showing people that we're trying something different so we released our most just straightforward rock song on the album that's the first single and i think people were like oh yeah this is cool but it's not what i was expecting and then we did something a little bit heavier for the second one and i think people were like okay i kind of see what they're doing now so i think it took people a little bit to kind of get used to it but i mean we're just trying to write rocking songs that people like that's all we're trying to do yeah and it and it really shows that while you're doing that i mean you're not afraid to try different areas and uh genres that you don't uh, like people didn't necessarily know you from the beginning but when you you are able to release a a rock and song like that and you're able to uh, potentially fish out for a new audience and then show 
home what you're all about with the second single like that. I mean, it, it can show us how diverse the band can really be and what could happen in the future. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. I mean, just in my drumming personally, I pretty much just throw on some like pop or hip hop songs and kind of play along to those. And I know Brett is super into just kind of more rock and stuff these days. So it's like we're up for anything as long as we think it sounds cool. We're we're going to write it. You know, that's what it really comes down to. I mean, we're not afraid to try any new genre as long as we think it sounds cool and we want to, you know, see how people react to it live. We're down. Yeah. And again, you know, just like from the live video, I was able to check out and stuff like that. I mean, when you were doing uh, the new material compared to the old material, it fits together so well. I mean, when uh, when you get the set list going, it feels like all the songs just like fit together so well in the set list. Yeah, we try to keep all the songs as party as possible. Just keep it trucking forward. No downtime. No no chance for people to catch their breaths. Just keep the party going. <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. And you know, and for anyone that's like discovering you for the first time, whether it's the Oakley Dokley tour, whether it's uh, checking out the new album, whether it's checking out this interview, I mean, the fact that you guys do write such fun music. I mean, whether it's the videos that you're showing off, whether it's the actual music or or the album cover i mean the album cover alone just looks like it's so much fun and you kind of know what you're getting into when you get into it just kind of like this chaos but it's fun at the same time yeah so our uh bass player joey he does all of the the artwork any cartoon stuff that we've ever released is pretty much his uh doing and um that's another thing that we were kind of frustrated about because we were like the music sounds really chaotic like what kind of album art can we do to capture that energy and um nothing was coming to us for a really long time we had a few ideas but we didn't really like any of them and one day joey was just like i drew this what do you guys think of it and we were just like dude that's perfect like let's just stick with that because it's just absolute chaos and that's kind of what the album feels like to me oh it's so perfect and yeah i mean every time i look at the album cover i'm able to discover something a little bit different on it and i mean there's a lot of layers to it in the midst of the chaos and i think that's a perfect example for the music as well too i mean it it sounds so chaotic but the more that you listen to it the more that you're able to decipher everything that's going on and the more appreciation you can have for it yeah i definitely got that vibe from the album art too so he knocked it out of the park with that and with that as well too i love the fact that the inspiration for the album like works so well with the vinyl as well too i mean when you look at the different color variants i mean like every single one of them fits so well with the album yeah um that's all mike cadner the drummer from number 12 looks like you he's in a ton of other bands definitely go check out everything he does um he runs silent pendulum records which is our record label um we had some vague ideas color wise and whatnot and he kind of sent us some mock-ups and we absolutely loved them so we went with those and the one thing i can say is uh he actually came out to our new york show and he brought us a box of fresh vinyls because they were running late um and then we got to see them the first time with him opening the box in new york and it was one of the coolest experiences ever they looked a thousand times better than even the mock-up looked so um that was really cool we got to open it with him and all experience it for the first time together oh that yeah that just had to be such a great experience and you know silent pendulum i mean it is such a great record label and it's it's great to see that you guys are a part of that and he he could see what you guys can deliver to the label well yeah we all met because uh so number 12 looks like he was on tour and uh they were playing a show in portland we got added to be the opener for that and it was during one of the craziest snowstorms that you know portland has gotten in the past decade or something
something like that. Um, we lived in Southern Oregon about four hours away. So we didn't know that we were going to make it, but we just trucked on, went through the snow and everything. We get there. There's almost nobody there, obviously, because it's a crazy snowstorm. But we still put on the same kind of show that we do every single time, regardless of how many people are there. And um, Mike and DJ from number 12 watched us and they were just like, you guys were fucking crazy. Like, we want to do something with you. We don't know what it is yet, but we want to, you know, keep in contact with you. And it just kind of went from there. So that's one of those things we were, we almost turned around a couple of times once we started hitting the snow and went home. But if we had everything in this band would be different. So you just kind of got to do what you got to do sometimes. And look how it paid off being able to do that as well, too. I mean, obviously the conditions are not what anyone wants to experience, especially for travel. And, you know, the, the size capacity for the show might not be what it could have been, but look at the connections you were able to make and everything that went forward. It, it just shows that if you really care about something and if you have that heart and passion behind it, you can keep moving forward and some amazing things can come from it. Yeah, exactly. That's one of our biggest uh, takeaways from being in this band and just advice that we give to other bands is some of the shows that we've gotten the biggest opportunities from were shows that, you know, a lot of bands wouldn't want to play where there's like five, 10, maybe if you're lucky, 15 people there, but it's just about the right person seeing you in the right environment. And they're like, well, this show didn't work out, but we have these other contacts. Let's uh, make something happen. And it just kind of goes from there. Um, Yeah. Some of our best opportunities ever came from the worst shows that we've ever done. We just kept the same energy regardless of how many people were there and they took notice. Oh, I love that. And that, that is so inspiring too, because all of us that have ever been in bands have played those shows where no one shows up or just the other bands show up or just the bartenders or whatever uh, the case is, but you can make such great connections out of it. it, You you can look at it as just like being able to practice on a stage or uh, you can make those uh, connections to make further shows. I mean, there's so many great things that can come from what could seemingly be bad experiences and make them turn out to be so great. Yeah. Another one of the big shows we played in a Chinese restaurant and there was a touring band that we were opening for. This is in our hometown of Southern Oregon. So there's not a big metal scene there. Um, I mean, there are bands trying and that's awesome. The the shows keep getting better and better. But at the time there was like nobody really interested in us at all. Um, So it was pretty much just us playing to the bands. But one of the bands brought one of the big promoters that were up in Portland. And that's how we ended up getting the number 12 show, which led us to be on Silent Pendulum. So it's this snowball effect of like, we could have not played that show and not played in front of, you know, literally just the other band, but then none of the opportunities would have came up. Yeah. Again, it's just, it's so crazy how that can work out. And, you know, especially when, you know, you, you guys just got off a a great tour a few weeks ago and you're able to see like so many different sides of America and you're able to see like what, what the different scenes are like. And, you know, I've always known uh, Portland to be able to have some metal bands out there, but uh, you know, the, the fact that it is growing now and it is getting stronger, I'm so glad to hear that too, because because I, I know it can go through waves up there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot of it because we're from Medford, Oregon, which is about four hours south from Portland. And it's like, you would think that that would be the perfect spot because it's right in between Portland and like Sacramento or San Francisco. But it's just every venue that opens, they just don't get a lot of traction. But it definitely seems like now there's a lot more people that are like super stoked on it. It's been a slow grind for like 10 years and it's starting to kind of pop off. But yeah, shout out to anybody back in Medford just trying to hold the scene down. We, it, you know, we probably wouldn't be doing what we're doing now if it wasn't for them. So what, what- 
what's that like for you? I mean, obviously with uh, knowing organ and everything that uh, goes into the music scenes that are up there. I mean, when you were playing like these shows with Oakley Doakley, I mean, wh- what was it like to be able to like uh, interact with the crowds and being able to see the different kinds of music that's been going on from town to town? Um, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like half of the crowds, because we kind of do some silly stuff on stage. We're kind of like eccentric, fun, whatever. Um, some of the crowds pick up on it immediately and they're just on board right from the get-go. Um, there are definitely some other crowds where they're just like, I don't know if I like this, but it seems fun. And it takes them about halfway through the show to kind of start getting into it. Um, I mean, I don't know what that says about any of the city's individual scenes. I think it's just more like, you know, whether we're connecting with people or not. But I think just about every show, by the end of it, we kind of got people on board with us. And that is, that's got to be such a rewarding thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously a great thing when you're able to go out on a tour or you're able to release a new album or if you got the right PR being able to help promote your music and, you know, hit the hit a new audience that way. But when you're able to win someone over just because of your live show and the music that you present from someone who's never heard of you before, but then becomes a fan, I got to imagine how great of a feeling that is. Oh yeah. It's by far the best thing ever. We could release singles all day, but there's nothing like actually performing the songs in front of a live crowd. Like even if the crowd isn't super into you, just having any kind of, you know, energy there and people watching you, um, you know, it, it doesn't even compare to just releasing a song on Spotify, even though, you know, you have to do that to kind of keep your name in the game. It's just a whole different experience. Oh yeah. I can only imagine. And, you know, especially with the state of the world that we've been living in the last few years too. I mean, the fact that, you know, um, we've went from not being able to have any shows to seeing a band like you guys being able to go on tour with Oakley Doakley. It, it's great to see that the, the, the love for live music is still there and you guys are able to get these great opportunities and i'm very excited to see what's going to be happening in the future when it comes to that uh, especially with the new album out and all these opportunities that could happen yeah i mean during covid i think every band kind of felt this way at one point or another but we were just kind of like are we ever going to play a show again you know we were kind of trying to mentally prepare ourselves to not ever play a live show again i think and um yeah the first one that we did was back home in medford it was one of the best shows i've ever played in medford like by far it was insane um and it just kind of went from there you know it's it's crazy any band that stuck through covid and kept doing their thing and are playing shows now i got a lot of respect for because it would it would be real easy in that situation to just be like now we're we're done with this oh definitely and there are a lot of bands that did fall because of the pandemic and i'm, I'm glad to see that you guys were not one of them and you were able to carry on and uh, again just like with 2022 and all the great things that have already happened in the first half of this year and everything that can happen in the future i mean is there anything that is coming up in the future like uh, any shows or anything like that coming up um we're kind of i don't know we're weighing our options right now we want to start looking for a new booking agency so um that's kind of what we're doing right now and just in the meantime we're kind of starting to mess around with some new riffs for whatever the next album or ep or whatever we do will be so we have some ideas floating around for that but the the main goal is to tour as much as we can we just want to find the right people in the right bands to kind of do it with oh absolutely and it, it can't be understated how important that is too i mean when you have the right booking agent when you have the right tour manager when you're touring with the right bands the right people to be able to make everything come together when you have the right people behind it it can make that touring experience so much better and when you have the wrong people it can just make it pure hell yeah i mean we've gotten really lucky that we haven't really had the wrong people like i said a lot of the bands that we toured with before um a couple of names that come to mind are foes back home in oregon and um heated in california they actually just released a split ep so everybody should go check that out but um we've been very 
very lucky that we've always surrounded ourselves by bands that we enjoy both their music and as you know personalities so no bad experiences really yet oh that's fantastic to hear and you know until those opportunities come up and the booking agents and upcoming shows and tours and whatever happens in the future i'm glad to see that the inspiration is still rolling with you guys uh, musically and you guys are coming up with new ideas i'm very excited to see what could come from that yeah it's kind of the same thing that i was saying with the last one it's like there are definitely moments of frustration but you just kind of have to work past those and um eventually something good will come from it yeah it's so true i mean if you can take all that frustration and you're able to make all juice no noise i'm i think the next album you know just like any frustration that comes from that and of course uh positive things that come from that as well too i mean obviously when you're able to come up with the the right music that's going to help out is so much when it comes to that but yeah I, I mean if this is what you guys are doing right now in 2022 with this album i i know the new material once that happens eventually it's just going to be incredible stuff yeah i'm always stoked brett always comes up with some cool riffs out of nowhere and that i'm never expecting so it's always fun just seeing what he presents to the band and seeing how we can work with it oh for sure and yeah i mean again from like a, a, a newer fan like myself all the people that you were able to win over on the Soakley locally tour the local shows you guys have done i mean everything that's happened i mean it, it's just great to see the popularity of this band rise and i just know that's going to continue in the future and uh, just being able to talk to you now about like everything that's been going on i mean with you guys being on such a great label being able to put out an incredible album like this i mean i'm just happy to see where you guys are at right now and it's been a great time being able to talk to you about all of it yeah thank you um we that's all we try to do is just provide people with a good time whether they enjoy our album or they come out to our show and get to act like a, I don't know, elementary schooler for a little bit while we throw balloons at them. That's all we want to do is just make people have a good time and make them forget about their problems for whatever, a half an hour. Oh, it's so perfect. Well, again, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. And of course, uh, Steak Sauce Mustache, All Juice, No Noise, available now through Silent Pendulum Records. I really thoroughly enjoy this album and it's been a great time being able to talk to you and just hear all these different stories that you've been going on, you know, the ups and downs of band life and everything that can come from it uh before we wrap up is there anything else you'd like to mention that i hadn't brought up yet um i i think you covered it better than i even could have uh new album came out on the 13th um it's streaming on all services um we have steaks mustache.com we're on every social media um i'm personally only on instagram so you could look me up on there if you want if you like i don't know drummers that play in their underwear um but yeah uh silent pendulum records shout out to them shout out to michael cadner um shout out to taylor our singer brett our guitarist and joey our bass player and i think that's about it oh and oakley doakley of course because uh that was the best tour we've ever done so shout out to them and welcome back to the heavy debriefings podcast you just got done hearing my interview with eric of stick sauce mustache talking about the brand new album all juice no noise which is available now through silent pendulum records now i do have a few things i do want to talk about on the show this week but i am going to try to do it a little bit faster mainly because one i don't feel like really being long-winded this week it's kind of hard to with all the stuff that's been going on as of late just to put it out there also i don't have as much stuff to talk about this week i mean there's some stuff i do want to talk about obviously but it's been a really trying hard last week so i'm just gonna try to hit the bullet points i want to then i'll talk about the soundtrack for this week's show uh, i guess i'll start with this first uh, i'm not gonna go as long with this one kind of just like i was just talking about but AEW double or nothing happened yesterday as i'm recording this uh, it happened the day before memorial day in Las Vegas. 
I'm not really going to go over too much from the show other than the biggest thing that did come from it is the returning CM Punk who came back in August of 2021 is now the AEW Heavyweight Champion. He is now the face of AEW and you could arguably say he's been the face of AEW since he started. Now he just has the belt to represent it. I think it was a smart move to do. It was a really good match. I wish the title run with Hangman Adam Page was a bit better. I wish it would have showed him off more because I think he deserves that. But that's just not what happened. But we got CM Punk who he's got the old fans, he got the new fans, and he's got the ones who won me over. Or won him, or he won me over, anyways, because I was not watching wrestling when he was on TV. And all that I knew about him before his return to AEW was hearsay. So now knowing everything that he's about, I'm 100% on board with him being champion. And as good as this pay per view was, I'm way more excited for the upcoming pay per view coming up in June for Door, which is AEW versus New Japan Pro Wrestling, and all the potential dream matches that can come from that. And I can only imagine that we'll start hearing announcements about that this coming Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. But if you are a wrestling fan, I highly recommend checking out Forbidden Door if you only know it because of me talking about it or. You've wanted to check it out, but it seems a little daunting. I'd say watch this upcoming pay-per-view and then make your judgments from there. I think it's going to be one of the best pay-per-views in such a long time. I'm really looking forward to it. And if you got CM Punk as the face of AEW and you got the talent that you do with New Japan Pro Wrestling, there's no way they could fuck up this pay-per-view. I'm so excited. I also went out to the theater last weekend, not for Top Gun 2, or Top Gun Maverick, or whatever it's called. I'm just not a big Tom Cruise fan, after all of the shit that he's known for. I mean, even before I knew what Scientology was, I wasn't that big of a Tom Cruise fan, so I didn't really have much reason to go see Top Gun. I did see the movie that got slaughtered by Top Gun. That's the Boss Burgers movie. I'm a gigantic, gigantic fan of Boss Burgers. And this movie's been in the can for a couple years, oddly enough, just like Top Gun 2. And it was everything I wanted it to be. I mean, it was a self-contained story. It doesn't really change anything in the mythology of Bob's Burgers. It was an hour and a half movie that you knew everything was going to return to the status quo at the end. But it's about the adventure. And it was a very fun adventure. And if you're a fan of Bob's Burgers, I mean, it's just a super long episode if you really want to look at it that way. But they've yet to have a terrible episode in my eyes. Some I didn't enjoy, some that even got on my nerves, but none of them that I would never ever watch again. But this one was just enjoyable from start to finish, the songs were great, the animation was killer, jokes were funny, everything lived up the way I wanted it to. And it's a shame that it's not going to be seen by as many people because of Top Gun. But if you are a Bob's Burgers fan, go check it out. I'm gonna mainly guess when it goes on demand. Or maybe if it goes on Disney+, Plus. I'm not entirely sure how that's going. Maybe that would go to Hulu, I'm not sure. But regardless, if you are a fan, go check Check it out. As far as gaming, I've actually been on quite the horror kick lately. I actually have just gone back and played Resident Evil 2 and 3 Remake. I've never played Resident Evil 3 in my entire life. I played Resident Evil 2 back on the original PlayStation, but I barely remembered anything about it. But these remakes were awesome. And yes, 
two is better than three, but three fucking rules as well. Both games are absolutely worth it, and last I checked, I saw like Resident Evil 2's for like 16 bucks, and Resident Evil 3 is for 20 bucks on PlayStation. There's worse ways to spend 36 bucks than these two games, especially since they got replay value, since you get better endings the more you play them. But I haven't played a good survival horror game in quite a long time, and I finally got around to these, late to the party but I did enjoy them. And I'm also, right now, actually as of less than an hour ago, I finished up the second of the Dark Pictures Anthology series. The first one being The Man of Medan, and the second one being Little Hope. Both games, I think, are fucking fantastic. I love the fact that Chemis is the theme song for the Dark Pictures Anthology. I do remember that back in my Chemis interview I did a few years back for Doomed Heavy Metal that they did do the song for it. I totally forgot about it till I heard about it again and it just made me so happy to hear it. Of course I'm going to be throwing that into the soundtrack for this week's show. Tomorrow I'm going to be kicking up the latest one, which came out last year, House of Ashes, and the same studio is releasing a new game called The Quarry coming out sometime in June. I'm totally blanking it out, and I don't want to do a cut where I go look it up and, oh, it's coming out in. It's coming out sometime in June. But they're choose-your-own-adventure horror games. Uh, they're, you really don't do a lot of killing or anything. It's just mainly you're in groups of five, at least for the first two of the Dark Pictures Anthology series. It's groups of five people, and you try to make all five of them survive. If you ever heard of the PlayStation exclusive Until Dawn, it, that was their first game of this style, which is also a fantastic game. And they also have a fourth game coming out in the Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil in Me, which is coming out sometime this year, which I'm now very, very much looking forward to. And I did see that there is the potential for Season 2, which I hope happens, and I hope they keep chemists. I really really hope so. But yeah, they're short if you just do one playthrough. Yeah, but it's like choose your own adventure. You choose option H, uh, option B, or do nothing most of the time. And the idea is to keep everyone alive. I've done one playthrough of Man of Medan. I've only, I only kept two characters alive and I got a really shitty ending. And for Little Hope, I kept three characters alive, but without ruining anything on that one, it almost made no difference. At least with the ending I got. But I'm very curious to see how House of Ashes is. I can't wait to start playing that one tomorrow. And of course, uh, playing the quarry, that's kind of like a, a side game, more of a Until Dawn kind of thing. Then The Devil and Me coming out as well too. I think that'll be really fun as well. One more note I want to talk about before I do some housekeeping for heavy debris things and then getting into the soundtrack for the show. This past week fucking sucked, didn't it? If you were a rock metal fan, this past week sucked. You have a member of Yes dying. You have a member of Depeche Mode dying. You have someone who committed suicide at Maryland Death Fest. That fucking hurt. All three of them hurt. I've loved Yes for so long. I've always appreciated Depeche Mode. I'm not the biggest Depeche Mode fan, but I've always enjoyed what I've heard. I've never heard a Depeche Mode song and said, hey, that sucks. And I definitely don't want to be one of those people that's like, well, I've never liked them, but that's sad. You know, I, I fucking hate that shit. And then uh, the suicide jumper off the parking garage at Maryland Death Fest, that just broke me. That broke me really, really fucking hard. I mean, and anyone who's checked out the show more than once knows that I struggle with suicidal tendencies. I love the band, but no, no seriously, like actual legitimate mental 
fuck-ups with suicidal tendencies, and it's been rough. And seeing someone who went out of their way to go to Maryland Death Fest and just to decide to jump, fuck. Yeah, my heart goes out with everyone who's lost someone when it just comes to music, and that's not even going into the details of that child massacre that happened out in Texas. I don't want to get into it. I've said enough on social media. I'm not going to give you any answers. I'm not going to give you any of my thoughts of what could, should, shouldn't be done. I'm just going to say I fucking hate seeing it happen over and over again. And I really don't have any faith in anyone or anything to prevent this from happening again. I just hate seeing this happen and all the innocent lives that got lost when they didn't have to be. I'm just going to leave it at that. Please, just let me leave it at that. But besides the massacres, the suicides, the deaths... It's just been too much, man. It's too much. And I really hope June can bring on something better here because we really, really fucking need it. A little bit of housekeeping before I go and make the soundtrack for this week's show. Uh, one, you may have noticed that the show is no longer on YouTube. That is 100% because, well, I'm amazed you would even notice that the show was gone on YouTube because no one was checking it out. The last show that I did for Heavy Debriefings had it up for several days. Two views. One was a second long, the other was three seconds long. As if someone clicked on it by accident. I saw that, I said, fuck this, and the podcast is just gonna stay on a platform where podcasts exist. You know, all the places. Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, all, all the platforms for podcasts. YouTube is mainly just gonna be where I put up the interviews. And along with that, you may notice that I went right into the interview entertainment stuff rather than doing album reviews because I've pretty much just said fuck it to that as people weren't checking that out either on YouTube and doing six a week plus doing my top 10 having different things to say when it's different albums and just everything that went along with that I just said fuck it to that that just it was too much and what I'm doing instead is doing my top 10 of the month every Friday up on that drummerguide.com you can go and check out what I felt were my top 10 favorites that does not necessarily mean they're gonna be the albums that make the top 100 at the end of the year as I always go back and check out different albums and there's different albums that I didn't have enough time to check out in a given month sometimes I never heard an album during a given month and sometimes albums just fucking grow on me so things are always in flux so that leads for this show what I'm planning on doing is doing the interviews when I have them just doing shows when I have interviews like I've been doing lately talk about the stuff that I've been enjoying talk about the mental health stuff when I got something to talk about I don't always have something to talk about, and this week it feels, well, it's not even feels, I mean, this week is a lot more fucking important than what's happened with me. There's so much more going on in the world when it comes to death, murder, suicide, massacre, all those things, so just talking about how sad I am doesn't feel appropriate. But for those that are still checking out what, or wanting to know what's going on with me with my mental health, I'm struggling, of course I am struggling really fucking hard. I've been struggling ever since Trevor Sternad died. I was feeling a little bit better till he died and then I fell right back down. I'm still in a really dark place, but I'm still here. I'm not going to do anything rash. I'm just gonna keep trying. As long as I'm here, I'm gonna keep trying. And if you're struggling, I hope that you can find a way to be able to keep trying too. But yeah, 
I just want to try to make the podcast a little bit shorter, not because I feel like there's a lack of stuff to talk about, but it just feels like if I just do it a little bit snappier, if I just get like the gist of stuff going on, maybe that feels a little bit better. But if you guys prefer me to be able to stretch things out a little bit, please let me know. Feedback is everything to me. Please just let me know. Much obliged. Now, I'm going to take a few minutes to be able to make the soundtrack for this week's show. It'll be instantaneous for you, but we'll be right back with the soundtrack to this week of the Heavy Debriefings Podcast. And welcome back one more time to the Heavy Debriefings Podcast for this week. And here's the soundtrack for this week's show, May 31st, 2022. If you want to check out the playlist, please go over to Spotify, search my name, Josh Runquist, that's R-U-N-D-Q-U-I-S-T, and you'll find episode 11 soundtrack, 531-2022. Getting right into it is the band Sticks House Mustache with their lead single, Truck Nut Allergy, off the album All Juice, No Noise. Following that is Chemist with their cover of A Conversation with Death, featured as the theme song to the Dark Pictures anthology, but you can also check it out on their EP, Doomed Heavy Metal. Next up is a brand new single from Municipal Waste, which I didn't realize they were putting out a new album, but it's about damn time that they are, and their brand new song, High Speed Steel. Following that, we got Soil Work with the title track off their brand new album, which it pains me to be Swedish and to get this wrong. I know I'm going to. My apologies. Overgiven Hutton. Overgiven Hutton. Go check that out on Spotify. See if you can get it right. Then we got Gwar with their brand new single, Berserker Mode. Then we got the ever-elusive band, Boris. And off their brand new album, which I believe is the third time they have an album called Heavy Rocks, but it's always brand new material. Boris is one of those kinds of bands, but they always put out great music. Not too big on the drone stuff, but everything else I usually love, and this is one of those songs known as She Is Burning. They were getting into the black gaze world with the band Kardashev with their brand new single, Glass Phantoms. Then we talk about Septic Flesh, who I completely forgot to put in my top 10 albums of May 2022. That's 100% on me, but it will be in my top 100 without fucking question. And off the album Modern Primitive, we got Septic Flesh with the song Self Eater. Then coming out on Friday, there's gonna be a brand new album from the band Astronoid, who I am just so, so happy Happy to see how this band has really come into their own. And on this third album, they are really showing off everything that they're possibly able to be. And with that latest single, it's known as Human. And then finally, we're gonna end things on just a very fucking appropriate note with some funeral doom with the band Morphal Congregation and off their brand new EP, which I will sadly get wrong once again, The Exuviv of Gods Part 1 is the nearly 16 minute epic, An Epic Dream of Desire. Now if you want to go check that out, please, please go over to Spotify, check out the public playlist, and of course that's under my name, Josh Ronquist, J-O-S-H space R-U-N D-Q-U-I-S-T. And you'll find everything related to all of the playlists that I make for every month, every week's show, everything that I got going on. And specifically for this week, once again, it's episode 11, soundtrack 531-22. And that does it for this week's show. Thank you so very much for tuning in and checking out my interview with Steak Sauce Mustache, checking out my little quick bits of entertainment that I've been enjoying, how fucking sad I feel about the past week when it comes to all the deaths around the world. And I think you so very much for sticking around and checking out all of it. The best thing you could do for me, if you're so inclined, is just to tell your friends about everything Heavy Debriefings. Check me out on 
Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and of course thatdrummerguy.com, which now features 820 interviews and so much more to come. Next week, I do have an interview, and it's with the band The 7th Wonder, talking about their brand new album, The Testament. But until then, this is Josh Roquist for the Heavy Debriefing Podcast saying, see ya.